0: Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily Ooh. blues content. I'm Thomas Welch. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Joey Palazzoa. And uh, what do we have today, Josh? Oh, we have fun oh, yeah, we got a, oh, we
1: always got a fun one, Tommy. <laughs> um, <laughs> today uh i don't know let's see. i mean we got a little bit more of a award news to break down a couple of yeah, the awards coming out. yep award nominees are being announced we'll definitely break down that um blues have been getting back to practice there's been some fun quotes trickling out uh specifically from uh, our, our boy vladimir tarasenko so we'll, we'll talk about that we'll talk about you know uh he, molina had an instagram yeah. post yeah, Always love to see the, that. We talk about our team, both both of the all the various teams getting back up to speed as usual. And uh, yeah, just good to uh, see some line combinations out there. Yeah,
2: whether in yeah. practice, whether they're for one group or two groups, but we got line combos out there.
0: Oh, <laughs> fresh yeah. meat too. Some young guys. <laughs> so it, it almost nice feels time. like yeah, it almost feels like today is
1: like a an episode taking place during the during the preseason, like where things are starting to roll. You know, players are practicing, lines are coming out. I'm excited. I'm
0: excited. Yeah. Where should we go first, boys? Where do we? Let's go, with, we want uh, to touch let's go on. with the. Let's go with the Lady Bing first. The so Lady we got Bing. Uh, yeah. NHL Public Relations tweeted out: uh, Nathan McKinnon of the Avalanche, Austin Matthews of Toronto Maple Leafs, and Ryan O'Reilly of our very own St. Louis Blues are the three finalists for the 19 to 20 season Lady Bing Memorial Trophy. Boys, if you had to pick. <laughs> unbiased, easy i, I who would you choose? Well, first of all, Bing.
1: first of all, for those of you who don't know, Lady Bing is like the uh, the the sportsmanship award, basically. Uh, Statistically wise, they usually give it to a, a forward with low penalty minutes, even though that's not exactly what it's supposed to be. But that's usually how it goes. Um, do you guys remember a couple years ago, Ryan O'Reilly won it and he only had two penalty minutes on the year? And yeah, I think he, 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 got, like he, that too. he got those two, two penalty minutes because he broke his stick and didn't realize and kept playing with it. That was the only yeah. penalty he committed all year.
0: That's crazy. Remember that. that is crazy. That's how many crazy. Penalty, I'm going to look up how many penalty minutes he had this year. That is a good question.
2: If I had to guess off the top of my head just without looking it up, I would say it would be McKinnon, but it would not shock me if it was O'Reilly with the lowest penalty minutes. Yeah, Um. I don't know. Matt, I, Matthews can be a hothead at times. That's why I'm only, only saying
1: yeah. that oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think it necessarily should inherently go to the – The guy with the lowest penalty minutes. But I mean, that's kind of how the award's
0: been treated. Yeah, it's kind of fast. Yeah, I would also say just because I don't think, well, McKinnon hasn't McKinnon ever won it before? (laughs) That's a good question. I don't believe so. I I feel like they they take that into consideration too. Like 10 penalty minutes for O'Reilly this year. Yep. (laughs) I see. I would have guessed under 10. So we're right around that ballpark. But.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see go to McKinnon. I feel like the the Lady Bing is almost used as like, a, "Hey, you got stubbed on some other major awards, so here's this." Yeah, uh, I agree. You know, I, it's kind
2: of like, a, in a way, it's a worthless reward or award. You know, I mean, you uh, what's the word best word for that? Um, unimportant award, I guess. I don't know, but uh, I yeah. agree with that. that's big of an impact. I would
0: say. Yeah, I feel yeah,
1: like... Not much impact on the award, right. You know, I feel like you, if you go over to Ryan O'Reilly's house right now, he's probably got, like, the, the, the Conn Smythe trophy right in the middle of the trophy case, the uh, the Selkie trophy right there as well, you know, Stanley Cup ring, and then, like, maybe, like, mm-hmm. pushed off into the corner with Collecting Dust. <laughs> Collecting Dust. Band.
0: He's like, oh, yeah, I got this one, too. Check it out. I don't know. He also well. He seems like the kind of guy that would take as much pride in winning.
1: No, when I know, wins. I know. I'm just, I'm obviously kidding around, but uh, <laughs> I don't think he actually has the lady Bing trophy collecting dust in his closet. <laughs> he's maybe he's he using a
0: Swiffer. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, hey, maybe no. he does, or so maybe, like pa- maybe it's like a maybe it's like a paperweight or something at this point. Yeah. But
0: I don't know. I thought it was interesting that Austin Matthews was on here, given the. The off ice kind of trouble he got into. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I forgot about that. Maybe, maybe that's the thinking around it. Like, oh, let's throw him in there just to uh forget about it. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I mean. Technically, that doesn't really have to do with sportsmanship. But I mean, it just also it's not a good look, really. <laughs> you know. Like, I feel like if he wins the award, then people are going to be like, this you? You know what I'm talking Like, those tweets. Right. <laughs> and then, like, all the articles of him, like, pulling his pants down or whatever. So, I don't know. Speaking of the Leafs,
1: I just came across a, a tweet. Um, apparently, the Leafs were using a... Uh referees and linesmen during practice yeah and, then, it, yeah and then yesterday the NHL said hey you can't do that which I oh, completely God. agree with because that's kind of bullshit if if they're using referees and linesmen and then every other team is like wait what the hell what why do they get these guys um, I, and I think that kind of ties into the maybe the reason why Matthews was was a uh, nominated for it is I feel like Toronto almost gets treated on a higher plane in terms of terms of that sort of thing, you know, like, of course it was Toronto using the, using the, uh, referees and officials. Of course it was Toronto who got their young star nominated for the Lady Bing, even though he doesn't
0: necessarily display the greatest amount of sportsmanship as of late. Yeah, I feel that they get some kind of like special treatment just because they're like a hockey mega almost. Yeah, but yet they still kind of suck. I feel that I feel that way about Chicago too. That's
1: yeah. why I love them so much. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, I don't know, and I guess Tommy, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't talk to you about this, but uh, who do you who do you see for the for like the the Jack Adams or the Calder, just real quick?
0: Oh, Jack Adams, I'd have to say. <laughs> Probably Bruce Cassidy, although I, don't, I still don't understand how Baruby like, um, didn't get a mention in there as a finalist. But that's a that's a conversation for another day. But I, I'd go uh, Cassidy for uh, Jack Adams and Calder. I'd go Caleb McCarr. But I still think Adam you Fox. You go Caleb McCarr him. for the Calder. Whoa. Yeah. Joey, what do you... Uh, what did we We're, say? So we, I said I had. We said Quinn
1: Hughes. Quinn Hughes
0: for Calder. I gotta yeah, go. Kevin only, Carr, man. Well, we'll there, was this twist,
2: there was a twist though. There's a twist. Yeah. The, we we go Quinn Hughes because the the stats say that, but we both agree that the most dominant rookie has been Kevin McCar. See, said, that's hey, why I, I
0: that's why I went Kevin McCar because I feel like he had a he had a bigger impact. And I, I think he scored. He scored more goals too, didn't he? Which I feel and like then, uh, voters might like. I think Quinn uh, Hughes played more games. Didn't he? I, I'm so but off. I think on the stats card right now, like yeah, I my right now it's unreal. I'm not
2: my. I'm not my prime of my usual
1: stat memory right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. It's been a while. I couldn't. I mean, but Quinn Hughes definitely had the numbers to back it up. But yeah, I can see the Honestly, argument either way. Either
0: one. Either one wins. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be upset. I just thought it was weird that a Chicago Blackhawks rookie, which, I mean, he did score 30 goals. Let's give him that. But Adam Fox was arguably, if not definitely, the best defender on his team as a rookie. Had like a plus 30 plus minus as a defenseman. Dude was playing out of his mind. I don't know. I feel like that's going to be more uh, a little chip on his shoulder moving forward, and he might end up being the best out of all three players. I don't know. We'll Whoa. See. <laughs> Hot takes coming from Tommy. I'm just saying, if that if that were me, <laughs> and I had all these people saying, oh, he's like called a trophy candidate, called a trophy candidate, and then I'm not even a finalist, like I'd be a little pissed off. So That's I'd probably like when –
1: it's like when hard. Adam Sandler made Uncut Gems, and everybody was saying it was Oscar nominated, and then he came out and said, "If I don't get nominated, I'm going to make the worst movie I've ever made on purpose, yeah, just to just to spite you guys." And and he's coming, and he's and he's planning on doing it. So I mean, maybe we'll see the same sort of mentality from Adam Fox. You know, maybe.
0: Go ahead, Tom. I do think in terms of like. <laughs> Def- defense, like he is the best out of the three, but because of the new breed and like the way the league is going, with defensemen being a lot more offensive than they have in the past, uh, I think uh, I don't know. It gives them the upper hand, I guess, in terms of voting. Right. But I, th- I for think example, if you, for example, if, if you want a guy and- that Calder.
2: I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah,
0: like if you want a guy to go out there and not let up any goals, I'd pick Adam Fox first out of any of them. Fair enough. That makes sense. Yeah. But if you want a guy to go out there and make an impact and Dominate cause the havoc in the offensive uh, offensive zone as well, then I'd definitely take the top two. So that's that makes, sense. That makes yeah. sense.
1: All right, let's uh, let's take a, a short pause real quick and then we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, all right, all right. So, the other award that was announced um, recently was the Masterton trophy, right? That's yeah. the other one we got. So, and the, the finalists were correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if either of you have pulled up, but uh, I, it was um, uh, Oscar Lindblom out of Philadelphia. Yep. Um, oh boy. Uh, Bobby Ryan. Bobby Ryan, yep. Yeah, and Stephen Johns. Steven, yep. Johns. Um, Steven Johns. Stephen Johns, I forget why. Didn't he have like, did he have like surgery or something? Didn't I, play forgot hockey for, like, I forgot what happened with him. Uh, Limbo
2: obviously had the, uh, I had recovered from the, cancer. Uh, yeah, the cancer situation. Yeah. And then Bobby Ryan checked himself in for rehab, for alcohol abuse. And, mm-hmm. uh, man, with all that stuff with the Bobby Ryan stuff, I, I kind of went down that rabbit hole one day. Are you guys Ooh. even aware of the whole Bobby Ryan, like, yeah. post, like background? It's, it's well, I'm yeah. not really. <laughs> Oh my! All right, I mean, so I'm not hanging to go deep but uh, off the top, just the basic stats. Basically, like his dad and mom were in New Jersey, like growing up originally, and Bobby Ray was a like an unreal prospect growing up. Blah blah, blah. and his dad got into uh, legal trouble. I forget what happened, but uh, he got into legal trouble somehow, and like got arrested, but uh, was on the on the fly, like not trying not to get arrested. So they moved to California. And uh, they had to change his name to Bobby Ryan. It was Bobby Stevenson, I believe. Whoa. And Holy uh, shit. Like, that's, like that's his original name. And he, he switched it over to Bobby Ryan, like, as a fake name to, like, to cover up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, there's some people that knew, but kept hush-hush. And long story short, like, his dad went to jail, but, like, didn't, like, got out. And then Bobby Ryan got drafted uh, by the Ducks, actually. And uh, Bobby Ryan's dad uh, was on probation at the time or parole or I forget but basically he wasn't supposed to leave the country and he left the country because the draft was in Canada that year because he wanted to see him get drafted and so he literally was at the draft watches him get drafted and as he's leaving the building he's getting arrested again like it's it's a big that's insane like, that's a rabbit hole you guys gotta watch well, it
1: yeah well I good for TSN had a TSN had like a 30 minute documentary on it good for, good on, for Bobby on Ryan um I mean, you know, we know he he recovered strong, came back out and scored a hat trick. And you know, we were talking about this before the show, but obviously, it's this isn't really an award category we we feel comfortable picking a winner for. Yeah. Um you know, I don't really feel like I don't really feel like it's appropriate to picking whose plight is quote unquote worse than someone else's. But I mean, I, I again, I've talked about it before. It's a great opportunity to recognize, you know, people who. Uh, athletes who struggle and who rebound from struggles like that. And I don't really, I mean, I'm not too much of an expert in in every other sport, but I think I, I don't really recall any other sport pushing, putting as much of a focus on something like this as much as the NHL does. I, I could
0: be wrong, though. Yeah, nothing. Um, yeah. I know NFL, probably the closest thing would be the Walter Payton Award, which is just like helping out. Man up, of the year. Like, like the- charities and like, yeah, just, uh, it praises them for the things that they do off the field and like, uh, focusing on people and fans and stuff that are like might not be as fortunate as them, but right. Other than that. Yeah. Makes
1: sense. But yeah, it's, it's a great, um, you know, it's a great opportunity to recognize uh, off ice battles, difficulties, struggles that, but that can definitely translate to on ice, you know, complications. Like obviously Bobby Ryan came back, scored a hat trick. That was super powerful. Um <laughs> Back, uh, way back uh, Brian Boyle when he had his cancer uh, scare he came back and he scored a goal on like hockey fights cancer night so it, it definitely opens up a different avenue that you maybe don't get in, in the typical uh, hockey environment so it's always nice to celebrate that sort of thing um, alright uh, moving shifting back to uh, some, some local blues news we, we excited how, how we feeling
0: what are our thoughts uh, honestly from what everyone's been saying about Tarasenko, I feel like <laughs> I know. I know I always get I get ratted on for uh, saying this, but I feel like he's gonna be a man on fire in the playoffs. Man he's on, on, on fire. fire, dude! That's my favorite saying. <laughs> he's gonna come Uh-oh. in, dude. I feel like this whole team, honestly, because like a lot of teams. I feel like they're ready I feel, like, ready I feel like the Blues know they caught a
2: break in all honesty that's and, what I'm saying by saying, they were that, about- by saying break I, I do mean what we've already talked about them getting uh, basically not necessarily <laughs> a special treatment but it's definitely yeah. a different treatment than other past Cup winners the year after they win and it's uh, basically a whole freaking offseason season before their next playoffs so I mean the disadvantage of the Cup winning team going into the next playoffs is basically inexistent Yeah, and now everyone's now. basically yeah. Hundred percent on on uh, ready to roll
0: terms now. Yeah, I think that bodes well for him. I think the I think just the team chem- chemistry as a whole, from what we've seen from this unit, bodes well for them as well. Because I feel like a break in the in the middle of a season where guys are like kind of rolling with their lines and like finally figuring out like people's like playing styles and like a break in the season can kind of like combat that, you know. And I feel like the blues are tight enough and strong enough as a unit in a group. And they like usually keep the same line. So that consistency as well, I think uh, should prove to give them an advantage over other teams that might not have that luxury. Yep. Yep.
1: And uh, I want to bring up one, one quote in particular that I, that I really liked uh, to come out of these past few days of practice. Um, <laughs> So, you know, lately, uh, one of the biggest topics in the various sports world has been like the 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 hub, hub bubbles and like the food and stuff like we've seen in the NBA. A lot of players complaining about the food. Uh, a lot of one, I forget who it was. One player got uh, had to quarantine for two weeks because he ordered Uber Eats and walked too far to pick it up. <laughs> Uh, something like that. So it's been a big topic. Um, and when our, when everyone's favorite Russian sniper Vladimir Tarasenko was was uh, asked about his thoughts on the topic, he said, uh, uh, "On the Hub City, we don't go there for resort. We're expecting unbelievable food service, like five star summer resort. We're going for playing hockey. I don't need much to live. I just need a bed and food." <laughs> the man literally said, "I just need eat, sleep, and hockey." Yeah.
0: That's exactly I mean, what you want to hear from a guy coming back from injury, too. Right, That's a guy that anxious to play, man. A guy that hasn't, hasn't played, played since, what, October? Yeah, oh my God. Um, I can't even imagine. He's hungry, you can tell. And right I mean, when he's, he's like, about oh. to get back into the season, they're like, get, shut her down. He's like, God, <laughs> could you imagine working that hard and like physical therapy and stuff to, like, get your shoulder back in the shape. And right as soon as, like, you can, like, taste it and you're skating again, the league's like, yeah, we're going to shut her down. Which, like, they should have. But that just Obviously. sucks for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It sucks so
2: though. You know, he, now he basically had two full off-seasons in, in a way to look at it like that. You, you got two full off-seasons in a way to get back and prepare. And then now <laughs> right. there's extra motivation because now you ain't starting at game one of 82 plus playoffs. You're starting at game one of the playoffs. So, I yeah. mean... That's what I'm saying. I think I think the blues are gonna be hungry. I think they know they got that advantage on other teams and I think it's gonna be good.
1: Well, and if you think about it, especially like with shoulder injuries, especially with a guy like Tarasenko, I, I feel like in the NHL and in probably most professional sports, you're not returning from an injury when you're one hundred percent. You're returning from an injury when you're ready to play. So I yeah. feel like him, him getting this extra time is going to be super beneficial when he might actually come back at 100, 110 percent. You know, whatever. Not only will be he he be recovered from the injury, but he'll also be like in really good game shape. Like all the tweets have been coming out of how of how lean and mean he's looking. And I definitely do think he looks pretty uh pretty massive.
0: I don't know if you guys yeah. saw that picture I tweeted up the other day, but he's looking uh he's in the he weight room looking. with Barbashev. Oh, all to be well, fair, he's he's, he's always like, kind he's, he's always going to look huge compared to Barbashev. Well, you know, and what what I would say is like I always feel like Tarasenko
1: looked looked a little. I don't want to say chubby. I feel like chubby is the wrong word, but he's always been a little, a little. Sick. He's stocky. He's st- yeah, stocky. Yeah, that's in yeah. these word. pictures that have been coming out lately. Like, he doesn't look still. stocky? He doesn't look stocky anymore. He looks lean and huge. He is all like his
2: all core, and, and and like hips, like like uh, thighs, yeah. and hips, and core. That's all him. like that's that's literally what he's made out of. <laughs> And all I right. think uh I remember Spin Chick was talking about with because Whitney and uh, Pub has met at Blues training camp one year and they they were all, they were being all about Tarasenko and his legs and just how powerful the dude is. He's like an ox and it's just that's the number one
1: thing everyone says that when they talk his about is his legs. Yeah. All right, let's stop. Uh, let's stop drooling over Tarasenko's body. and uh It won't happen. Uh, let's <laughs> <No, no. laughs> we'll stop doing it publicly. Let's stop doing it publicly. Okay, yeah, fair enough um and we'll we'll take one more short break which we can all use to to use our imaginations for what we were just talking about uh but yeah we'll take one more short break and we'll be right back with the the wrap-up for today's episode all right so tarasenko is back he's ready he's 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 thick he's muscular Oh god, it's gonna be another fan fiction, isn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> oh my um, god, Franco fan shit. fiction. <laughs> Jokes aside, oh
2: man. Uh, um, hey, speaking of Colton Franco, he's he's back in the uh, back in practice.
0: Um, Whoa, got did, some did you see his hair? See that picture? I did. I did not actually. It, it's oh, just, he's got like. I mean, it's not, like, flow, but he's, like... He usually has, like, a crew cut. Sort cut, you know? yeah, cut, yeah. Shorter cut. Yeah. He, he, I saw some curls peeking out the bottom of that Bucky dude. Uh-oh. Like, what the... Okay, heck? okay. It didn't I look need like it that. at all. Where, where is this picture from? Oh, I think Luke Horak... <laughs> Damn. Uh, ...tweeted it out. Um, so While like, you're no, looking for that,
2: I'll just, uh, I'll go over the lines real quick. Basically, what yes, like Josh just said, everything's un- untouched in a way. It's Sanford, O'Reilly, Peron. Uh you got got uh, Schwartz, Tarasenko, Shin, sunk uh, Sundquist, Steen on that fourth line, which is kind of surprising because the line under that was Kassim, Barbshev, Paganski, so that kind of weird there throwing together like that with barbershop up middle uh one thing to look at on the forward lines that sticks out to me is uh robert thomas is actually playing center with Bozek on the right wing Ooh, That's a so they got Sammy yes, Blay, Robert Thomas at the middle, and, and Tyler Bozak. Thomas was looking especially good today. Too. I did see that as well. And I I wasn't reading much into that, as in the uh, the center ice for Thomas and, and Bozak on the right wing, until I looked mm-hmm. at the D pairings, okay? This worked got a little tricky on me, and I, I started to believe it. So uh, the first group, we have Gunnarsson and Petrangelo, okay? So I'm like, all right, Gunnarsson on left of Petrangelo. Maybe that's something to look at. Uh, Scandella, Preco, they're pretty much locked up together. They're probably going to be together. Yeah. So in my opinion, I'm trying to basically think who's going to be matching up with Petranja on the top line. I see Gunnarsson, and my first instinct is, oh, man, the second group's going to have Falk on the right side, aren't they? Well, the next group has Falk on the left side with Bortu's on the right. So, Whoa. if I had to guess, <laughs> Justin Falk will be on the top pairing with Alex Scandello, and then followed by Scandella Perico. So, uh, again, nothing crazy to look at or dissect like I'm doing right now, but it's something to look at. And finally, got some finally got some combos in front of us. Something to
1: keep in mind, too. Tommy, that picture... Nobody's done, the,
2: done by the way. Nobody's yeah. done in Colton Preco, by the way. Krako's uh, yeah, back and Bortuzzo's back. Dunn is not back. That leaves me to believe the uh, the Corona guys that they were leaving out were Bortuzzo,
1: Preco, and Dunn. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tommy i'm looking at that picture you sent me that doesn't even look like him
0: dude it looks more like tyler bozak <laughs> i was <laughs> thinking it looks like right i was now. thinking it looks like
1: a combination of robert thomas and oscar sunquist that's what i was thinking okay yeah i can see that too i see the robert thomas for sure and he's got a bit of the bit of the the nose is this on uh
0: it's in, in the group soundtrack. chat it's in the group chat <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. but also, he definitely that flow is getting mean the photographer Skills of Luke Horak, bro. That's a nice picture. That, that doesn't even blur in the background. background. That's crazy. I know it's nuts. I I saw that. I was like, "Who the hell is that?" And then the, the caption was like, "Pareko." I was like, "No way." That's
1: that's insane. Oh, insane. He's, got the, he's got the
0: quarantine. I might, cut I might make gone. a
2: live podcast tweet right now about this. This is uh,
1: yeah. This is never before never before seen right here. That's <laughs> that's not Colton Pareko. There's no way. I mean, it is. Like, if I zoom in on his face, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's
0: him. But, like, that doesn't look anything
1: like him. His hair looks so much
0: darker, too. Yeah. Even just the fact that his hair is there. Because it usually is never, like, you never see it outside of his bucket. Well, I also feel like like we're so used to, like, seeing him next to other NHLers and
1: making him look like a giant there. He doesn't look that huge. I don't know. I don't know. But, all right, we're running low on time for today's episode. So, we got anything else to add before we wrap this one up?
0: Um... I mean, I don't wish I could go at practice, but I like, also wish I could be at practice just because of all the young guys there. I'm excited to see what Joe Hofer does in front of the in front Ooh. of the big coaches. So true, a lot of young, see, lot of young guys called up. Yeah, a lot of fire around him during the the World Juniors. He played a hell of a series. So, all right, all right, that', that all we got, Joey. Joey, you got um, anything else? Shout,
2: out, there, Tiger, too, think, shout out Tiger Woods, man. Tiger Woods just teed off. He's just <laughs> playing first time in five months today at the Memorial. So I'm keeping awesome. that on Awesome. Oh, All right, Tommy. That.
0: Bring us home. <laughs> All right! Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Another episode of the Locked On Blues podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at twelve to fifteen. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. You can follow That's Joey it. on Twitter at oh my god, it's like Palazzola RTN, right? There we go. Under, there we is go. there? There's an underscore, right? Unders- underscore. Yeah. There we go. Can't forget RTN. that underscore. Yeah. Um uh, make sure you guys checked out Locked On NHL. After this, they have a great show over there. Sure. Um again, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh and as always,
1: let's go blues. Let's go blues. Good luck.